Well, today we're going to conclude the sermon series that we've been calling Fear No Evil. Each week in this series, we've been talking about where fear comes from and what fear does to us and what God can do when we finally let go of our fear. I invite you to listen for God's voice as our friend Abraham shares with us this morning's gospel reading from the book of Matthew. Today I will be reading Matthew 10, verses 16 through 20. See, I am sending you out like sheep into the midst of wolves, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of them, for they will hand you over to the two councils and flog you into their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings because of me, as a testimony to them and the Gentiles. When they hand you over, do not worry about how you are to speak or what you are to say, for what you are to say will be given to you at the time. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So last summer, just about a year ago, people at the Georgetown United Methodist Church were feeling a little down. Now the Georgetown United Methodist Church is in western Michigan. It's located in Ottawa County. And last summer, people at the church were feeling a little down because the global decision-making body of the United Methodist Church had just narrowly voted to increase restrictions against same-gender weddings and LGBT clergy. A lot of people at the Georgetown United Methodist Church felt like that decision didn't represent who they were and what they believed as a congregation. They felt like that decision sent a message that some people are less welcome in God's house than others and some people are less beloved by God than others. A lot of people at the Georgetown United Methodist Church wanted to respond to this decision in some way that would let their neighbors know who they were and the kind of hospitality they could expect if they were ever to walk through the doors of the Georgetown United Methodist Church. And so a group of the people in the congregation who wanted to respond to this decision got together and they started brainstorming ideas, ways that they could communicate to their neighbors who they were and what they believed. And out of that gathering came a project. Now the group who gathered that day invited the whole congregation to take part in a sort of an art project. Somebody donated some old unused doors. And then one Sunday afternoon, this group invited the whole congregation to come and be part of a painting party. They got out lots of brightly colored paints and they invited everybody to put their artistic touch on, on one of the doors. The idea was that they would create something that was colorful and eye-catching. The idea is that they would create an art project that would communicate to their community that the doors of the Georgetown United Methodist Church were open to all of God's children and the doors of God's love were never closed to anyone in that place among that church family. And because they understood that not everybody in the church had the same beliefs and ideas about LGBT inclusion, after the doors were painted, they stood in the church fellowship hall for a few Sundays. And each Sunday after worship during the coffee hour, representatives of the group would stand there next to the doors and anyone who had questions was free to ask those questions and engage in conversation and find out what exactly was the message that the church was trying to send. And finally, when the group felt that they had the support of the whole congregation behind them, they put the doors out in front of the church. They put them out by the road where they were visible to all of the church's neighbors and to anyone who was driving by. And those doors stood there in front of the Georgetown United Methodist Church for a little bit over a year. Until just a few weeks ago, 
On August 14th of this year, the people of the Georgetown United Methodist Church woke up and they checked social media and they discovered that news was spreading through the community about an act of vandalism that had taken place the previous night. Now that night, somebody came to the Georgetown United Methodist Church and repainted those doors. Somebody covered those doors with new messages, messages of terror and hate. It was particularly heartbreaking to see what had happened to one of the doors that had been painted by the children of the church. All of the children of the church had together painted one of the doors. They had put brightly colored handprints. Every child in the church put their handprint on the, on the door as a way of showing that the church was a place for lots of different kinds of people. And during the night, somebody had taken the time to paint over, to erase every single one of those handprints. Well, that day on August 14th, the leaders of the church went to the church and they took down the doors. They brought them inside. They knew that they couldn't leave those doors standing out in front of the church, not now that those doors were covered with messages of terror and hate. Jesus told us that there would be days like this. In this morning's Gospel reading, we continue a story that we started last week. Last Sunday, we heard about a moment when Jesus decided that he and his disciples could cover more ground, that they could reach more people if they split up. And so Jesus sent his disciples out into the world. He sent them to do the things that he had been doing. Jesus sent the disciples out into the world to embrace the people this world has rejected. He sent them out into this world to heal the sick and to raise the dead. He sent them out into this world to share the good news of God's great love. He sent them out into the world with a warning. Look, Jesus said, I'm sending you as sheep amongst the wolves. You need to understand that as you do this work, as you proclaim this message of God's great love, you are going to encounter resistance and intimidation and persecution. You need to know that you are going to encounter people who don't want to hear the good news of God's great love. And not only that, but they don't want anyone else to hear it either. You're going to discover that people will do anything. People will use all of the power that they have to try to silence your voice. I'm sending you out as sheep amongst the wolves, Jesus said. That message, that warning Jesus gave to his disciples 2,000 years ago still rings true today. And what happened at the Georgetown United Methodist Church was not an isolated incident. It seems like this sort of thing is happening more and more lately. Now, just in the last month, a similar act of vandalism took place at the Ann Arbor First United Methodist Church. A couple weeks ago at the Ann Arbor First United Methodist Church and the campus ministry that operates out of the same location, people arrived at the campus one day to discover that their welcome banners, one banner that proclaimed that place as a place of welcome to all of God's children, another banner that proclaimed without any doubt that, that black people matter, both of, those, both of those banners had been torn down and destroyed during the night. A little bit closer to home, just down the block and around the corner from the Court Street United Methodist Church, the LGBT pride flags that hang in front of St. Paul's Episcopal Church were torn down and vandalized for the third time this year. And even closer to home, in our own church family, I recently had a conversation with a couple of Court Streeters who have discovered the hard way exactly what happens and how people sometimes respond when we try to share the inclusive, inclusive and good news of God's great love. 
And Neil and Mary Beth have been Court Streeters for a while now, but there's a good chance that you haven't met them. There's a good chance that you've never even had a conversation with them because Neil and Mary Beth are quiet folks. But this summer, something happened that caused them to feel like God was calling them to speak up and to share, share the good news of God's great love, to share an inclusive message with their neighbors. Uh, this summer, as Neil and Mary Beth were talking to one of their Court Street friends, they learned about a sign that she had placed in her yard, a, a sign that shared some of her beliefs and a sign that sent a, a message of welcome and inclusion to everyone in her neighborhood. Neil and Mary Beth were moved by this sign. They fell in love with this sign. Maybe they loved this sign so much because Neil and Mary Beth have, have adopted Korean daughters. Maybe because their adopted Korean daughters have experienced an increase in prejudice and persecution in the last six months. Neil and Mary Beth fell in love with this sign so much they decided to order their own. And so they ordered this sign and they put it out in front of their house. They put it out in their front yard. And then they noticed a change that started to happen in the way that their neighbors treated them. Now, one of their neighbors who had always been friendly to them, a sort of walk on over to the fence and have a chat every day type neighbor, suddenly stopped talking to them after they put this sign out in their yard. And Neil and Mary Beth love to garden. They've got a garden out in front of their house, and so most evenings they're out working in the garden. This is how they've got to know a lot of their neighbors. And there was one couple in particular who was always walking around the neighborhood. Whenever they passed by Neil and Mary Beth's house, they would stop and take a tour of what was growing in the garden, and they would talk to Neil and Mary Beth about the happenings in the neighborhood. One evening after they put out the sign, Neil and Mary Beth were out in front. They were working in their garden when this couple passed by, but on this particular evening, this couple didn't stop to say hello. They didn't even make eye contact. They just kept right on walking. And the same thing happened the night after that. And the same thing happened the night after that. And one evening as Mary Beth was out in the front of the house working in the garden, a young man in a big pickup truck that had a great big American flag flying from the back of the truck drove very slowly past their house over and over and over again. And every time he drove past Neil and Mary Beth's house, he revved the engine of his pickup truck loud enough to rattle the windows in the neighborhood. It was clear that he was trying to frighten and intimidate Mary Beth. This is exactly what Jesus was warning his disciples about. This kind of resistance, this kind of pushback against the good news of God's great and inclusive love. This was exactly what Jesus was warning the disciples about when he said, See, I am sending you out as sheep amongst the wolves. You will encounter intimidation and persecution as you proclaim this great good news. You will discover people want to use every power at their disposal to try to silence your voice. People will drag you before religious tribunals. People will accuse you of crimes and take you to court. People will do everything they can to try to stop this message, this good news from God, from getting through. And when that happens, Jesus says to his disciples, when that day of persecution and pushback comes, don't worry about what you're going to say or how you're going to speak. In that moment, God will give you the words that you need to say. In that moment, it won't be you who is speaking, but it will be God's Holy Spirit speaking through you. Now, this is one of those sayings of Jesus that gets misused and misquoted a lot. 
Once I, I met a pastor who very proudly told me that he never wrote his sermon before Sunday morning. He said, I always just step up into the pulpit and then I turn my eyes towards heaven and I trust that God's Holy Spirit will give me the words I need to say for that Sunday. That is not at all what Jesus meant when he gave us this promise. Jesus was not trying to take away from the disciples their fear of public speaking. Jesus was not encouraging preachers to be lazy and not write their sermons before Sunday morning. He wasn't saying, hey, all of you best men, don't worry about that toast that you've got to give at the wedding reception. When the moment comes, just stand up and God's Holy Spirit will give you the words that you need to say. This is not what Jesus is saying at all. He's not trying to take away the disciples' fear of public speaking. Jesus was trying to take away from the disciples the fear that they have of persecution and pushback and resistance and oppression. Jesus was trying to take away from the disciples the, the fear that keeps us from speaking up in the first place. Jesus knew that if the disciples spent too much time thinking about all of the dangers and all of the, all of the harassment that they might face as they went out about this journey, that they might never take the journey, they might never take the first step of the journey, they might never even get moving in the first place. Let go of your fear, Jesus says. Do the work that God has called us to do and let God worry about the consequences. Well, Neil and Mary Beth decided to respond to their own neighbors in that spirit of courageous faith. When they could very easily have taken down the sign and, and started speaking to their neighbors again, Neil and Mary Beth decided to do exactly the opposite. They decided to put up more signs. They started ordering sign after sign. Some of these signs they even designed themselves. And then they started rotating these signs out in front of their house. And as they did, something beautiful happened. One day as Neil was sitting out on his front porch, a young Hispanic man was walking along the street and he saw a sign that Neil had put out in front of the house, a sign that said, no matter where you're from, we're glad that you're our neighbor. And this young man saw that this sign was printed in many different languages and he looked at the sign and then he looked at Neil sitting there on the front porch and he broke into a great big grin and he gave Neil a wave and he shouted, hello, brother. On another evening, as Neil was sitting out on the front porch, a, a black man who lived across the street came, came over to have a chat with Neil. Uh, Neil and this man had been neighbors for several years, but they'd never talked about anything more than gardening and lawn care. But on this particular evening, the man came over and he thanked Neil for putting out his signs. And then they spent the whole rest of the evening having a deep conversation about social unrest and racial justice. Neil and Mary Beth discovered that even as some neighbors stopped talking to them, other neighbors started to open up and they discovered that the relationships they gained were deeper and richer than the relationships they lost. Now the people of Georgetown United Methodist Church decided to respond in that same, same spirit of courageous faith to the act of vandalism that had taken place at their church. Now, the Sunday after the vandalism happened, the preacher spoke to the people of the congregation. The preacher said, you know, at first when I heard what had happened, I was upset and I was angry. But then I started thinking, you know, this means that people are listening. 
This means that people are paying attention. When we talk about God's great and inclusive love, people are listening to what we say. When we talk about God's love for all of God's children, people are listening to our words. And yes, maybe our message is making some people angry, but that very anger is a sign that our message is getting through and that people are listening. And as long as people are listening, we should praise God. And as long as people are listening, there is a chance that God is using our voices. There is a chance that God is using our words. And it wasn't long before the people of Georgetown United Methodist Church discovered that God, in fact, was using their voices. God was using their words. As news got out through the neighborhood about what had happened at the church, as people drove by and saw that the doors had been taken down, neighbors who lived around the church started spontaneously bringing their own homemade signs of inclusion and welcome and love and, and putting them out in the lawn in front of the church. Messages of support and encouragement started pouring in to the Georgetown United Methodist Church in the mail and on the church answering machine. Messages from the UCC Church on the other side of town. Messages from United Methodist Churches all around the state of Michigan. Messages from churches all around the Midwest. People who have never even been to Ottawa County started sending in donations to cover the cost of repainting the doors. And so it was that two weeks after this act of hate and vandalism, the church, Georgetown United Methodist Church, had their first in-person gathering in half a year, not in the sanctuary of the church, but in the, but in the parking lot of the church. The people gathered for a great big repainting party. The doors were repainted, they were rededicated, and they stand now once again in front of the church as a sign of God's love in that neighborhood and in that church family. And the people of the Georgetown United Methodist Church now understand what Jesus was trying to teach the disciples 2,000 years ago. They understand that no matter where we go, in Ottawa County, in Ann Arbor, in Genesee County, right here in Flint, wherever we go, the God who brings good out of evil and life out of death is walking beside us. And as long as we are walking with the one who can bring good out of evil and life out of death, why would we ever be afraid? Let's pray. God, we pray that you would take away our fear, that you would make us faithful to Jesus, that you would make us courageous in doing his work, that you would handle the consequences of speaking about your great love for all people. God, walk beside us that we might do this work together. In Jesus we pray. Amen.